Ever quit a job? Ever redefined yourself within one? Ever started something in one big or failed? Quit is a call-in show, hoping, helping, and hoping that people will sort out their lives, reevaluate their options, kick their crummy corporate stooge jobs to the curb, and start something awesome. I'm Dan Benjamin. It's time to quit. This is a live call-in show. You can do that by dialing 512-518-5714 on your phone. No, don't don't take that away. Don't take that mic away. <laughs> You're on the show now. It's too late. 512-518-5714. I'm talking to my studio guest, Jenna. Hi. Hi, Jenna. Welcome to the uh, to the show. Thank you for having me. You're just identified simply as, as, as Jenna. No one will know. No one will know anything. And that other voice... Is Hattie Cook, my <laughs> account manager, producer. Voice. And uh, we are here today. It is Friday, August 2nd, 2013. This is our 33rd episode. It feels like I've done a lot more of these than I actually have, which I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> you know who I would like to get as a future guest on this, Hattie? Yes. Who? No, who? That's oh, what I was saying. okay. I yes. thought you were saying yes. You, you knew. I would like to I'd get like- Leah Laporte on, on this show. Do you think he'd do it? He's a busy man. I'd, no, I think that that would be possible. Talk about quitting and, and reinventing what you're doing. Seriously. Seriously. And he's done a thousand of uh, the, the Tech Guys radio show. A thousand of those things he's done. A thousand? A, a whole thousand, thousand? Yeah. Right. They had their one year anniversary. Well, in, that was, but that the, was, in the, that was space, the Twitch studio. But- I'm talking about his radio show that he does on yeah. the weekends. Yeah. That's yeah. one a week for a thousand. He's been alive a thousand <laughs> years. That's what that means. <laughs> he has the longest beard. <laughs> That's right. From the, it just uh, trails around behind him with beads <laughs> on the end. Yeah. So Jenna's just here. Jenna is uh, one of Hattie's friends. She's visiting Austin, and uh, we felt bad for her working out in the expansive five by five studio alone, all by herself. So we, and she's cold. So this room's really and warm. She this was cold. Out. She kept it anywhere there. She's like a cat that seeks out the little beam of sun. Wherever the <laughs> whatever window the sun was coming in, she, she just would go goes and, find and curls it. up in it, and she'd think nobody would notice. <laughs> but everybody noticed it, so <laughs> welcome. Thank you. What do you think so far of this? I is love it, it. Is this what you thought it was like being in here? No, I didn't picture it. You never pictured like it. This. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I didn't know how it. to picture it. Do you think it would be a larger studio or a smaller studio than this? Can you describe it for the, uh, the listeners? The um, yeah, it's like a box, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, <Yes. laughs> with a bunch of equipment in it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, two great personalities filling up the room. Right on. Oh, we've got sweet. the we've got the big "Don't Tread on Me" flag. Yeah, with the coil, the coil snake. Yes, that has nothing to do with the Tea Party movement. Did you know that that this has been around for hundreds of years? The Tea Party people co-opted they adopted it. it. They co-opted it. Oh, uh, illegitimately co-adopted it. And behind us, big old Freddy. Freddie. Freddie. Uh, they sent that to us. Isn't that cool? And that is cool. We've got our little, little friend, the, the Gator. Little Gator. From Host Gator. They're actually really good quality. Like there's beanbags in the tail. And his tongue is separate. Oh. See? Separate we don't, tongue. We can't like. Watch. Jenna, watch. <laughs> that is the what most that separated tongue <laughs> that we've ever seen. All right. <laughs> we have a sponsor that I'll tell you about later. It's Igloo, an intranet you'll actually like. We'll tell you more about them. But if you want to get the jump on the sponsor and support the show, igloosoftware.com slash five by five. But I'll tell you more about them as it goes. See, Leo says it's important to do that at the top of the show like I used to. I did that for the first two or three years. I would always do the top read. Yeah. And, and then, I just... stopped, then I stopped doing the top read. Because Maybe... you, you got in the groove of doing it. 
Well, I was doing so many cold opens on so many different shows. The cold open. Good. So I don't really have a topic picked out for today. We've already got a couple callers lined up. And again, if you would like to call in, there's a small window of time that I'll let you call in. 512-518-5714 if you'd like to. And Hattie, you said that you had a whole list of topics that you I were going a, to. I have a few that I didn't get to talk about. Jenna is a little nervous about talking because she doesn't want to say too much. You know why? Because she is actually a corporate stooge and she loves it. She and she it. wants to be more corporate. So that's yeah. a topic in and of itself that I think <laughs> you could talk about without getting in trouble from those uh, above you. I don't think I'm going to get in trouble regardless. I don't want to quit my job. Right. Like where <laughs> I work. She's not here to quit. No. She's, no. She's, she's not she a She likes it. Wait, where are the stickers? You're not worried about her. No, not at all. Not worried. She's making her. a good name for herself. We got to give her a sticker. I think that the show would be appropriate for me because I do have a lot of obstacles that I want to, you know, get better at at my job. Yeah. And they're not really you know, a result of the people around me, but it's like my own self that keeps so my... So that's, that's a topic we haven't yeah. really talked about, the limitations that you find of your within own yourself mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with the environment that you're in, the workplace or you're in, but your own... Or bad management or anything like that. Right, it's just coming from your own... That's yeah, a great topic. And yeah. I just had my six-month review How'd after that, that I was fully hired because I started out as an apprentice. Right. Okay. So, so let's see. People have asked about internships yeah, and apprentices so too. Topic. And you've parlayed an internship yes. into a full-time job where you're actually gainfully employed now. Yes. Well, let's uh, start there. All right. So I started off as an apprenticeship mm-hmm. um, and I was doing all sorts of different things probably the first six months. And it's always the first, my boss's motto is you have the job before you get it. So you do the job before you get the title. That means that you have to come in as an intern then you're going to be doing the job. And if you prove you, yourself within the scope of the internship, was it a, a time frame limited intern? Was it like, you'll be an intern for six months and then you'll go full time or, or how or it was that, like, once you've earned it, then you gain right, how the did title. That work? It was never really framed up like that. It was more like, here's an apprenticeship that we're willing to offer you. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the time that you'll be able to work and here's the amount that you will be able to get paid. And then later, once they got a feel for me, mm-hmm. I think that's when they started dropping the hints. Like, you know, Amanda was an apprentice before she became mm-hmm. uh, an, a coordinator. Right. And then, you know, maybe like four months into it, it was like, do you think you're interested in working here? Have you been looking around for other places? Right. And that's where I was like, no, I was really under the impression that this would flourish into me becoming full time at some point. Right, right. And that's just kind of like the feedback they were seeking. Mm -hmm. And so I think once they figure me out and see how my work ethic is and so on and so forth, then they talk internally and they think, well, um, you know, A, B and C, she's done this. I think she's worthy of, you know, hiring on full time. You were paid all along though. You were paid always. Always. Yeah. Would you have done the internship if you weren't paid? Would you have considered that if you could have made it work financially? So in college I had three internships all of which were unpaid. Mm-hmm. Every I worked for, you know, the newspaper at the school for 2 years and never got paid. Mm-hmm. I could have. I came to find out I could have. Really? Yes. You just I by just asking never filled out the paperwork. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> you it was there for it a long wasn't time. very much though, but that was my own fault, but you know at newspapers they're they're not going to pay their interns. Right. But um fr- up front I was looking what for What industry are you in? I'm in advertising. Okay. 
and we are amazing at digital advertising, but we're also a full service agency. Mm-hmm. So, um, I be, coming out of college, I really wanted something paid, obviously, because you're, I was cut off. Of course, my dad, you know, he did give me a good head start and right. help, you know, but you needed to make some money at bills. It was very stressful. And so when I, I had been, um, interviewing for two places, at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the second I saw my company's website, I had this feeling inside of me that was like, I have to be there. Mm. I have to be there. Yeah. And I had just gone to talk to my boss as a networking opportunity mm-hmm. um, through somebody else that I knew. And he told me some other agencies that I should look into because originally I was like, I've done newspapers um, and I can do PR stuff. Right. So I could definitely fit into it, the PR world. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, okay, well, here's, you know, this name, that name, look into it. These are things you need to know when you're talking to these people. Right. And so I got a call two weeks later and they'd be like, do you think you would be interested in being a social media apprentice? I was like, absolutely. This is a great opportunity. The moment I walked into their office, I felt I just fit there. Mm-hmm. And that's um, always a good feeling. So I came to my interview and I think the thing that sold my boss, my boss is very Van Am, like, n- no emotion. She's very to business. She's basically everything I want to be. <laughs> and um, I just started talking about, she's like, what do you like to do for fun? And I was like, I just like to hang out with my dog. <laughs> and it was like, we had this connection. So I've been there ever since. Yeah. Lovely. See, I think it's interesting because a lot of people, uh, a lot of people when they're looking for a job, they don't get that feeling necessarily. They think, oh, well, it's better than the job that I have or I need a job and I don't really get to pick and choose. Did you feel like there were, were there other things that you were considering at the time that you mentioned that you had a couple of things or when you walked in there, you're like, no, this has to be it. This is what I want. So I'm newspaper trained and coming out of college, my goal was to be newspaper, newspaper, newspaper. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I had, I had um, interviews at various smaller papers Mm -hmm. and I had one job interview in Wyoming, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, the New York Times could have offered me a job and I would have really had to think about it because it was this feeling I had. They had this atmosphere, the people there, and I hadn't even talked to everyone. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I mean, I would have had, like I said, just really seriously consider it. It could have been the New York Times and I would have been like, my company, my possible company is awesome. Mm -hmm. The feeling it gave me. Mm -hmm. So you go in there and you get this internship, you're getting paid and you start doing it. And was it what you thought that it was going to be or was it different? What was the biggest challenge for you going into this? The biggest challenge is getting to know the industry. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest challenge. Just getting to know the correct verbiage to use, mm-hmm. the jargon. Um, I didn't have a lot of problems with the clients. Um, that was never an issue I had. Um, I had a lot of problems with the rapid pace. There is no, in advertising, it never shuts off. Mm-hmm. And I assume it's like that for, you know, a lot of jobs. And oftentimes my boss, I have really high stress levels. That's one of my my things that I was told at my um, internal review was like, you're kind of overreactive and people can be affected by your stress levels. Right. So it was like, you need to tone it down a little bit. So, uh, I guess, so you've already had this review. 
you're a full-time employee now. Mm. They've brought you in. How many hours a week do you work? Average. <laughs> a lot. When do you get into work? I get in anywhere between 7.15 a.m. Uh-huh, and 7.45. Sometimes I get there at 8.30. Okay. But I That's like not- to get there early. One, because I love my brain in the morning. Mm-hmm. It works the best. And two, because it's quiet and it allows me... What time do people usually come in there? Yeah, what's the rest of the people coming? Um, people roll in around 8.45 to 9.15. So you're there like an hour, two, an hour or so. hour and a half early. And when do you leave? Are you the last one out? First one to leave. So prior to my internal review, mm-hmm. I was, I'm the last one to leave. Um, not all the time, but um, most of the time. And I leave anywhere between like 737 645 mm-hmm. and then some nights I can be there to like 9 or 10 if I really get into something. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that you're rewarded or respected or that they notice even that you're there that many hours is that do you feel that that's are you trying to prove something to them or is it simply that's how much work you have to do or is it just because you love it? It's not I'm not trying to prove a point by any means by saying look at me I'm the last one here so I'm the hardest worker. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of reasons why I'm the last one there is because I'm the least experienced. And so everything that may come naturally to my bosses, mm-hmm. they've they already know how to handle it and for me it and requir- how to streamline it. It yeah. requires a lot more strategic thought. I really have to take a step back and be like, well I could do this, but then I could do this and then I have to rationalize through it. Whereas they've had that experience to mm-hmm. help them and they can boost quickly, their efficiency yeah. because they can make that judgment based off their past experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try not to be like, oh, I was here till 730 last night. That's not my intention to be like, well, I'm working longer than <laughs> all of you. So I'm better, <laughs> you know, or, I, you know, I'm the hardest worker here. That's not it at all. It's just at the end of the day, things have to get done. Right. And, and you're going to stay and I'm going to stay done. and I'm going to get them done. And to some degree... You know, I was raised that when you get a job, you are at the bottom. You are at the bottom and you do not go to the top until you prove yourself and you put, you roll up your sleeves and and you you do do the, the you do the work that nobody else wants to do. And then once you can prove that and once you get the experience you need, then you can move up. So I remember talking about getting into places early. My first, I think it was my first job out of college they used to give you what they called cool. You had to work eight hours a day at minimum, but those eight hours only had to overlap with what were their core hours, which was 10 to two. So you could, you could leave no earlier than 2 PM. Right. But you Mm -hmm. could, you could time it so that your day ended at two, if you were willing to get in eight hours ahead. And that's how it is at my company. We have what's called flex hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and we have summer Fridays too. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you have all your stuff done, you can leave at two o'clock. If everyone knows that you're here at the break of dawn and you leave at evening, Mm -hmm. then guess what? You get to go to Austin and work remotely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're rewarded. And if you know, when you work till eight o'clock last night and you want to leave till four, go ahead. You deserve it. So, that, I think, is something uh, – there's a lot of – I remember an, a company that I worked at, and I've talked about this guy too, Bill. And Bill was the director and also kind of the micromanager. And he had this philosophy, if he can't see you, you're not working. So if you got in an hour ahead of him, 
That was like a throwaway hour. It was yeah. just for you because if he couldn't see you, then you got in when he got in. And if he got in at 830 and you were there at 835, that was all right. But if you got in at 735 and he got in at 835, like that was an hour of time that you could just use for yourself, but he wouldn't count that even if you were getting work done. I remember I had a, this is when I was in yeah, as a sales engineer, d- director of technology sales or some, some title like that. And I worked with the sales guys. My bosses were, were sales guys. My boss was the uh, VP of sales for the company. And he and I lived in within half a mile of each other. So we had the same exact commute. And I remember he would get in early and he always, oh, I'm always in early, John, is his name. I'm always in early. See, I like to get in early too. Well, I'm in very early. But, yeah. He's the one upper. <laughs> so I, uh, I remember one time I got him to sort of say what time he got in. And let's say it was 8 o'clock. So I, uh, I left a little early the next morning. This is before I had kids and everything else. And you could do that kind of thing. Just leave whenever you want. <laughs> leave whenever you want. You don't have to take anybody anywhere. You don't have to drive anyone to daycare, camp, or school. or anything. just, I feel like leaving. And you leave. It's freedom. And, uh, and I left. And I drove by where he lived. And I saw his car was still there. I'm like, all right. So I got there before him. Maybe it was only five minutes. I made it look like I'd been there for a really long time. You know, I already had coffee, <laughs> half drunk. You know, I was like, on a yeah, you poured calls. half of it yeah. out. I was like, oh, I've been here all morning, John. Three you know? used coffee cups sitting around your right. desk, <laughs> and uh, had stuff on his desk waiting for him. You know, <laughs> oh, you're finally coming in, huh, John? Finally here. And uh, so then the next day, I left about five minutes earlier again. And when I got to, I didn't drive out out of the way to see if his car was still there. And I got to work and he was already there. And so I kept trying to one up him and I kept (laughs) That's what happens when you get bored in the stooge world. (laughs) We were both leaving at like quarter after six in the morning to beat the other person there. (laughs) And that's a bit, but I don't know if this is like a sales thing, if this is, if that's the nature of sales, but like he couldn't stand that this guy that worked for him was there before he was there. Like he didn't want to, he was, there's some bosses that walk in late. They're like, I don't care. Come in when I want to come in, you know? Mm -hmm. And then there's the other ones. They're like, no, I got to be there. I got to see everything. I remember another boss that I had, uh, whenever we would go to like a company meeting or something like that, like WWDC or something, he would have to get there at least one or two days in advance just so he could feel like he was there first. Like he was there first. He'd be there two days before the conference started not because he wanted a better room at the hotel or because the flying was, but just, he just wanted to be there first. He just, <laughs> I, he just had to be there first. And it's weird because so often in the kind of corporate culture that we're in, that if I can't see you're not working is still predominant. You look at a company, Hattie, like MailChimp, like when we went to MailChimp, mm-hmm. they've got ping pong tables, they've got pool tables, they've got, you know, backgammon set up, they teach people how to use this this, you know, $50,000 espresso machine. And yet they still get stuff done. And there's, it's absolutely untraditional. It's a completely untraditional way to do things. And it's weird because I find myself as an employer in a weird way. Like I, now I understand the whole philosophy of if I can't see you, you're not working. Like I understand that, but I also see that employees thrive more when they're given their own responsibilities, you know, when they're given trust and they're said, you know what, this is your project. And like, if you screw it up, 
that's on you. You know, you screwed it up. It's your responsibility to not screw it up. But they're so often not willing to, to give employees that responsibility or take that chance. Is that what's been your experience like? Like, are you given projects or are you still micromanaged? Do you, well, I know you don't want to say you want to get in trouble. Do you feel like you have enough responsibility in your job right now? Or would you like more? I have enough responsibility. Yeah, You're content with it? Maybe <laughs> yeah. too much? No, definitely not too much. The thing about my work is you're not getting in unless people know that you're you're you can handle things on your own. You're not going to work at my company. They're not just going to throw it at you. If and... you have to be micromanaged, you're not going to work where I work. Right. And it's as simple as that. Yeah. And I think there's something some people thrive when they're given a lot of responsibility. I do. Yeah. Absolutely. Other people other people they don't know what to do if they're they not They get easily overwhelmed right. by even small tasks. Yeah. And I can be that way sometimes. I, I can get my panties all up in a wad. Huh. And that's a result of my own self because I, I'm i one of those people that has such high expectations of myself. And um, I don't want to say I'm a perfectionist because I'm not a perfectionist, but I'm self-deprecating, I guess you could say. Mm. So if there's any little glitch in the system, then I'm like, you're the worst human being there ever was. You can't. <laughs> you'll never get a job. You're probably going to get fired. I just go... To really dark places. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, and that's something that I, I think a lot of people experience is like, I, I've heard people say to me. But it's also a motivator too. Like well, it can be. Yeah, it can be a motivator. It really can. And I've heard people say like, you know, people who are super talented and, and people who spend so much time mastering their craft and perfecting what it is that they do, you know, and then you'll hear them talk. You're like, God, I wish I was better at that. I'm like, what are you kidding? Like you just taught everyone in the office how to do that thing. You're like, yeah, but I don't really know it. And I'm like, yeah, you just taught it. You do know it. But this, this, it's not like a confidence thing, but it, it's, it's strange. It's more and I see like it a lot, you know, they, they know that if they understand that they're really good at it, that they'll get lazy. Maybe, maybe. Lazy. some but people see, that's think- another thing that I see. And I see this a lot and we've talked about this on this show and this bothers me. What? Coasting. Oh, okay. okay. I don't want to get into a whole discussion about it because I'll get too upset. <laughs> I just can't stand coasting. I can't stand it when when somebody it. You know what's you know coasting good when enough. you're in yeah. when you're in a job where you've been there for a while. You know the routine. You know what's expected of you. You do a little bit more than is expected of you, but you just kind of ride it out. You just kind of I'd ride say your stress out. levels wouldn't be very high Low at stress all. Levels. You know, there's nothing wrong with that in a cycle. Like you almost give yourself a break after a big project or something like that, a big time crunch or big push. But there are people who just do that for years. That's not as bad as somebody who starts a, a business, gets some initial success, okay, and then starts coasting about it. This bugs me because somebody who says – you know what? I started my own business. After I started my own business, I'm making as much as I used to make and I'm working half as much. That kills me because that means if you worked as much, you could make twice what you were making. Well, it's not about money. It's about quality of life. You could have a better quality of life later if you worked a little bit harder now. You want to go and take it. Don't take a day off. Take a month off. You know what I mean? That's quality of life is being able to make that kind of a choice. I don't know why, but I feel like there's, there's this, I don't know, like it's, it's, it's not, is it lazy? I don't know what it is. Laziness. 
well, what are you doing if you're not working? What are you going to do? There is, what am I going to do at my house during the day to (laughs) occupy my brain? You could read uh, the newspaper. There's not (laughs) one newspaper or one book that could fulfill me. I, when you like your job and there are some days that I want to choke slam my job. Yeah. If it was choke a person, I, I would like pick that. it Someone up put that as and a I would choke slam it down on the ground. <laughs> but I mean, I like it because it challenges me. If, yeah. I don't think if, if you're not in a challenging environment, then you're going to be a coaster because you're not being challenged. But see, here's the thing. Some people I feel don't like, like when to be com- challenged. Yes. And I feel like when, when some people get a taste of success, they feel, okay, I, I can relax now. Like they wanted to achieve one thing. Like I just wanted that one. And that's good enough for them. Oh, I just wanted to get that client. Now I got him. We did the thing. Of, now I can. Now I can, now I can watch some TV. Now I can watch ah, the some television. TV. <laughs> and it always comes back to the TV, doesn't it, Jenna? It's always about the TV. All right, let me. Do you TV. watch a lot of TV? TV. It's TV. Do you watch a lot of TV? No, um, I didn't even have cable for like seven months because I was like, I don't watch this stuff, but I love Bravo. Oh my God. <laughs> now they, you know, it, I know some people, they walk in the door, TV goes on. Now I'm not saying, no, forget it. If you have kids, that's a whole different thing because putting the TV on for kids, it's I a said, distraction. my kids are never going to watch TV. They're going to watch 30 minutes a day. Mike, I don't even, they, they have their own TVs. Now mm-hmm. they do whatever the, they want just so that I can stare mm-hmm. at the wall for 20 minutes after I get home. And, but it all comes back to the TV. It all comes back to that mentality of entertain me. Entertain me, Jenna. I'm one of those people that when I'm, and my boyfriend is the exact opposite as me in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like he comes home, he puts on the TV, even if he has the TV on and he has the iPad on and he's just, he's reading. He's not even paying attention to the TV and he's doing his own thing. I can't stand when I come home from a stressful day I just want it to be quiet. Right. I don't want the TV on. I don't read anything. I just kind of want to reflect on my thoughts and like well, also sit in quiet. It's like you're talking to people all day in your mind, even though even if you're sitting there and working, but you work a lot with um, written words. So your your brain is constantly thinking about sentence structure and, and how it would sound if it was read out loud. And so coming home, it's like you want the voices to kind of be quiet from work for the day. You know, you're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to immediately listen to a thousand songs and I want to watch a TV show all the way up at full volume. And you're like, my brain can rest. And it's so nice. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I come home. I actually lay on the floor of my living room. I just I immediately come home and I just lay down. I yeah. just lay there and I'm like, I know that's, that sounds depressing. It's not, um, <laughs> but it's just, it's my moment to just, don't think about anything. It's almost like a meditation in a way. Yeah. But. So let me let me uh, quote uh, a line from what is kind of become uh, the the film for us here. I think uh, listeners of this show and some of the other shows know what I'm talking Boy about. Boy, the future, Aviator. <laughs> it's I think the first scene of the movie, and Howard Hughes is walking uh, and he's speaking to uh, Noah Dietrich who I guess somehow has been recruited by him to, uh, to be a, essentially a second in command at Hughes Tools, which is how he's made his fortune. And he's going to be there to oversee the financial aspects of the business. And what Howard Hughes really wants is he just wants to, him to run it. 
And uh, he says to Noah, he says, you made what, $5,000 a year at your last job? I'll pay you 10000 And uh, Noah says, well, I guess I'll be working twice as hard. Howard says, you'll be working four times as hard. I just got you at half price. Welcome aboard. So I love that. I love that. I really picked up on that last time we yeah. watched this. I heard him say that. Oh, I, I didn't even think about it like that before, but oh, that was so cool. I love that part. Why do you like that? I mean, I like I it know. too, but what, just, what is appealing about that? It frames too? the different ways that two people can see something right. so clearly. He's like, yes, you're going to be working harder, but you're going to be working four times and harder. Right. Like your time is worth this much money to me, mm-hmm. but since I'm you're going to be working twice as hard, but it's or four times as hard. But I'm getting you at half right. price. And I'm like, actually, he's getting him, him at, half at half price. price. He thinks he's, he's more valuable than hard. that. Right. Yeah. And it's you know that that kind of leads into the whole concept of negotiation, which I want to I want to ask Jen about in a second. But we're going to do a sponsor first. How are you up for this? Or you want me to do it? And then we're going to take some. We calls. can we can tag team this one. All right, uh, we could tag team this because these are a sponsor that here's how you know that we have the best listeners when a sponsor comes back. Oh yeah. A sponsor comes on the show. They do some sponsorships and they go away for a little while. They, they make some improvements to their thing. And then, they and then come one back day you'll again. open your email and, and they're they like, are. and the title of the email is we're back. Yeah. And you're like, yay. <laughs> and these guys, the igloo guys, uh, they, they build a very interesting product. Back in the old days, we used to have something called an intranet, not internet. This is different. Have you heard of intranet? Had intranet. It's a. It's an old, old fangled, old fangled. Yeah, but not they're new bringing fangled. they're bringing intranet back, and they're doing it in a good way. <laughs> you got that? Yeah, they're bringing it back. Uh, the igloo makes an intranet that you're actually going to like. Back in the old days, an intranet meant like you installed a whole bunch of crappy software behind the scenes that you hosted yourself. And uh, none of it really worked and none of it was integrated. And what you run into today, Hattie, is there's a, there are a lot of great services out there for doing things like, that help you communicate and collaborate with there the people are. at work. You know, whether it's blogging software, calendaring systems, file sharing, forums, whatever. All of these things, but they're all separate. Sometimes if you're lucky, Jenna, you can integrate these things together, but not that much. You know what I'm talking about. But what, they, what these guys have built is a complete solution where you pick what you want to use and you use just that. You're not stuck, oh, we don't, you know what? We don't really want to blog internally, but we need calendars, we need file sharing, we need forms, and you know what? We like Twitter. We wish we had our own internal Twitter system. They built this, but you don't want the wiki? Don't use that. And it won't, the links won't be all over but, your site either. But they you, won't the force options you. are there. Options are always there. They have tons of things. They have private rooms. For each of the different teams that you might have, you can set them up for projects, and, and it is so easy to set up. It's all drag and drop, and that's the way it has to be now. You don't write code and have someone to support this. You don't have to. No. And the whole thing is responsive, so it looks good on an iPad, iPhone, whatever computer you're using, and it's all hosted. It's managed for you, and they've got enterprise-grade security. And uh, they – they what is this thing that they did? What did they hire Sandwich they had They had a Sandwich – videos made for for their company for igloo and they're they're really funny i think there's three this is adam lissagor's company sandwich video yes. and they've got these really really good videos the videos are over on igloosoftware.com but that's not but the url we, we have to. a special url just for you guys what is it it is igloosoftware.com slash five by five nice so that's where you need to go say that again igloosoftware.com igloosoftware.com slash five by five by 
and it's free. No slash quit. Oh, we got a dip. slash quit. What? Because this is specific to this show. That's how what awesome they are. What if they already went to five by five and sign up? That's for okay it. too. Okay. <laughs> so it's igloosoftware.com slash quit. Slash quit. That's they make it so specific for you specific quit listeners. Huh? Who put this? Uh, who put this read together? That would be me. You're fired. Okay. <laughs> Bluesoftware.com slash quit. Free to use for up to 10 people collaborating together. 10 people free. No credit card required. When you get get over 10 people, 12 bucks per person. Per person each month. Okay. This is a really, really good deal. You go compare that price to the other systems that are all separate that you get to pay for them all. Forget it. You're saving money here. Igloosoftware.com slash quit. Thanks very much, Igloo, for supporting 5 by 5 and your favorite show. 5 by 5 by 5 Go and do likewise. All right. Thanks very much to those guys. We're going to do some calls. Uh, Jenna, I said I wanted to talk to you about something, and it's gone. <laughs> Flew out of your mind. Negotiations. Negotiations. When you – negotiations, not negotiations, negotiations with sales, because I want to do a whole show on talking about how to negotiate. But I'm just curious. The question I wanted to ask for you is, so here you are. You're this intern. You've proven yourself at this point. They come to you. Do they tap you on the shoulder and say, Jenna, X amount of time has gone by. We want to talk to you about becoming a full-time employee and, and getting that title you've been working hard to earn. Did they do that or did you go to them and say, I'm ready for this? Um, I think she, what had happened was I think she filled me out to see where I was. Mm-hmm. And when she figured out that, you know, I didn't say, I wonder when you're going to hire me or anything like that anytime soon because I wanted to be very respectful and I didn't want to step on any toes or Mm -hmm. anything like that. But they were pretty proactive in approaching me and it was like, bring me to the office and, you know, we, these are the things that you've done correct. These are the things we want you to learn and you Mm -hmm. need to work on. And we're going to offer you this at this time. And, um, you know, here are the things that you need to do to move up from this point. Right. So at that point, they had said, here's what we like about you. Obviously, they wanted to hire you. Did they at that time give you like an offer letter or did they? So they they handed you an offer letter and you read the offer letter. Did you read it in their presence or did you leave it and read it at at your leisure? I didn't. I didn't sit there and like read it out loud in front of them or read the whole thing. I just looked for the dollar amount. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Well, yes and no. You looked for the little dollar sign and you said, okay, that's all right. And the title. Yeah. And both were met your satisfaction. Did you feel like you could, like you were in a position? So there's people in the room, one or two people in the room, two people, right? Mm -hmm. And you're sitting there at the desk and they hand you this thing. And they're like, all right, we want to bring you on board. Did they do the little... Was it slid across the desk? Was it in an envelope? Was it just just on a little... He was holding it like in his hand the whole time. Yeah. And then (laughs) like this and... Then when it came time to say, you know, this is what it is, it's substantial. Mm-hmm. Then he handed me the piece of paper and he was like, please review this. When you feel comfortable to talk about it, let me know and we can sit down and talk about it. Is that what you did? Um, yes. Did you do it like right there? You're like, I'm in or did you go no, and sit down? And- I went, I called my dad. Mm-hmm. I thought about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, did you feel that you had an opportunity? I don't know what they offered you. But did you feel like you had an opportunity to come back and ask ask for more than that? Like if you had want just even just as a, maybe that was enough, but maybe you thought you could ask for a little more. Did you consider doing that or were you just like it was either you're going to accept it or not accept it? Uh, in this case, I absolutely was not going to ask for more financially. Mm-hmm. 
I had a couple questions about like insurance stuff. Right, right. But being that I was an apprentice mm -hmm. and I was going into an industry that I clearly didn't know a lot about. Right. And I'm the lowest on the totem pole. Yeah. At that point in my career, I'm going to take what I can get and I'm not going to feel, I didn't feel like I had the grounds. I did not have the grounds, but I'm not going to, I don't have the skills yet to back up why I would want more. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to do that until I feel comfortable that I did that. Now, if I applied for a job now and I wanted, you know, or let's say five years from now, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm this far in my career. I have mm -hmm. this title now. I would feel no pressure negotiating. Yeah. I would feel confident in negotiating at that point. And even right now, I feel like I'm in a state probably for the next year or so. Mm -hmm. I'm in a state where I feel like I have to earn my skills before I can barter. I think that makes a good sense. I think, um, I think it's actually interesting because there's this, there's this sort of attitude that so many people have, and maybe it's a developer designer thing. And that's the space I tend to be in a lot where people feel like, well, I submitted a thousand lines of code to GitHub. So like I'm really good and I can get paid, you know, freelance 120 bucks an hour. Why should I come work over here for 60 grand a year or whatever? There's that attitude. And I think the industry that you're in is, and I don't mean this in a bad way. I actually think it's good, but there's more the concept of working your way up of, of earning your keep, you know, and that was something that was very hard for me when I was first starting out because I'm like, oh, I'm so much smarter than all these, you know, these dumb people who are my bosses. I know so much more than them. And the longer that I worked, I, I started to realize how I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing. <laughs> you know nothing. And that these people that seemed like they were making stupid decisions were actually making decisions that were maybe good for business or maybe made because of pressure from other departments or other groups that or was, people above them. That was them out of their control. Con right. Yeah. And that the decisions that they made weren't because they always that was the right thing to do, but because it was the right thing in that circumstance to do. So I just, I had so much learning. It's interesting to see that, you know, especially maybe it's partially because of you or partially because of the industry that you're in, uh, you know, that, that you have a cognizance of that. So that's kind of, that's kind of interesting. Now, do do you feel that you're compensated well for your time? Yes. 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 Careful answer there. <laughs> I feel like everybody generally um, could be compensated more in general. Everybody. Like I'll, anytime somebody tells me about what they do and how much time they put in and how hard they're working, I'm like, they should get more money. I've seen you've been here in the in you've been here in the studio, right? You well not in this studio, but you've been in the office. I've seen how hard you work over the last twenty four hours. That's shocking to me because you're here on a trip and you're still working. Well, that's that was that was that the was deal. Part of the but deal. but <laughs> you see what I'm saying? There's a, there's a lot of companies. But that I think are, you'd be working even if that wasn't the deal. <laughs> I'm saying you're too. very. De well, I'm saying is you're very dedicated. Thank and you. You work and very diligent. Hard. I and appreciate diligent. that. So we should probably do some of these calls, Hattie. Why? It takes to sell real estate. Who's been on hold the longest? Two hours. I think this is a, not wait. a real call. Take it and see who's there. This isn't anybody. 408, area code 408. What? I don't get yeah. how I can't. Okay, what's I am up? actually here. You are here. You've been waiting for two hours. Uh, it's just an hour and a half on my side, but hey. Okay, well, what did, what, what did you call to talk to Jenna about today? 
<laughs> or were you calling to talk to me? <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's probably a different predicament than uh, than most folks, but uh, you know, it's probably something that that if you haven't talked about yet, we'll come across sometime. All right. I'm. I mean, you know, as you mentioned, uh, quite a sh- quite a few shows back, and uh, sort of in the golden handcuff scenario, right? Okay. I, so this, I so the don't golden thing to complain about about my job. The golden handcuffs. The what? The, is, hang on, hang on. The golden handcuffs. For those who haven't heard this term, it means you've been in a job a while. They've given you raises, and they've given you what you believe is uh, job security, and you now make too much money to be able to leave and do something else because anything else that you do would be either more work and or less money, right? Yeah, and not only that, but, you know, I've been at this company for over a decade, so I know so many people that, I mean, I mean, the job I have now, I didn't even look for it. It, it came to me, right? So, so, so here comes the problem. The product that I'm working on right now, which I'm really passionate about, really love, it's actually enterprise social software, kind of like Google. Um, you know, we're going through a portfolio reevaluation, right? And, you know, I think you know the, the code term for what that means, right? Yeah. So. Did you email me? You know, so there's a, there's a possibility I may not be able to do this anymore. So I'm at a crossroads where, you know, do I, do I let go of the handcuffs and potentially take this as an opportunity to jump into a more agile company, one that's a bit smaller, that uh, probably, you know, is a better fit for me? Or should I just ride this thing into the ground and, uh, you know, and, and then pull the ripcord at that time? Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, I think it's a tough situation. What are, you, what are your financial obligations? Are you supporting a family? Are you doing... Uh... You know, yeah, I'm the, 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 the single breadwinner, but, uh, you know, to your point about having stuff socked away, we're, we're good there. I got six plus months and tons of liquid assets. And, you know, so I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not struggling. I guess it's one way to put it. Right. So if you're, if you're in a good situation financially and you have the ability to make a change and you're, I mean, are you just, are you just bored? Is that really what it just comes down to? You're just bored. No, no, no. Actually, I know what I said is that, I mean, I, I, I actually love what I do. I, um, you know, basically I, I kind of created a role for myself, you know, again, I've just been here so long and know so many people that I, I'm in a position I love. Problem is the product for which I do this job could disappear and thus, you know, no job. Right. So the question, you know, what I'm, what I'm trying to wrestle with is, uh, you know, my company is not one that does a lot of agile, you know, forward or like web, you know, large, large scale web stuff, mobile stuff, which is what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted to continue to do that, I would have to jump elsewhere. And then now I'm sort of rebooting in a way, right? You got to reprove yourself. You got to, you know, reestablish, you know, you know make, make new connections, all of that type of fun stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to figure out, is it worth that? Or should I just suck it up? And, you know, I could go take a sales job and make a ton of money, but it's not something I'd like doing. I mean, I, so that's my conundrum. Not, you know, I know it's probably not, uh, it probably sounds like pissing and moaning to most people, but. Well, I mean, I, you know, everything's relative. And what it sounds like you're saying to me is that you think it's maybe time for change. You know, it's tough to know because it's, it's easy to kind of, and I'm not saying you're doing this, uh, but I feel like it's easy to take a situation for granted. It's easy to uh, to forget how hard you might have worked to get to the situation that you know that you're in. It doesn't sound like you're hurting for money. It just sounds like maybe it's time. Um, 
I mean, if you're in a situation where you can afford to take a risk, what if you, what if you do something and you, you make this change and you go out there and you don't, you don't like the other options. It's not like you can go back to this though. You know, I probably, I guess I, I guess I could, um, you know, again, the question would be in, in what role, right? Um, so, you know, again, there's tons of things I can do. I mean, I might be the world's best ditch digger. Doesn't mean I want to do it as a job, right? Yeah. So that, that's, that's kind of where I'm, you know, where, where I'm uh, vacillating. I don't know, man. It doesn't, you're not, you're not convincing me that you want one either way. I can't hear in your voice if you're really leaning one way or the other. I mean, it sounds no, like you're- that's, that's exactly what I'm calling because I'm, I'm hoping for maybe some other outside perspective. Cause I think there's people, people in, there's people in the audience who are going to be angry at you because they're going to say, dude, this guy's got a, got a job. He doesn't hate. He makes a crap ton of money. And you know, it's like you're saying, it's like, you know, you're, you're whimpering about something when you've got it made, when you've got a situation where, you know, there's people listening to this who are miserable in their jobs and they don't make any money and they can't just go and work somewhere else. They would want me to tell you, of course, uh, you should enjoy what, what you have more, you know, they should, they they would tell you, of course you should sit back and, and, uh, and relax and and take advantage of it and challenge yourself and find ways within the job to, to challenge yourself. And why would you walk away from something like that? And, And, Use this as an opportunity, as a springboard to start some of the things that you're interested in and devote your time that you have making free time for yourself to start doing something else and following your own pursuits and investigating things. And why would you give up something that feels secure, especially if it actually turns out to be secure? And I think job security is a myth in general, but why shake things up? That's what I'm going to ask you. Why shake things up? Again, just because the writing's pretty much on the wall. It's not a done deal, but it's pretty much on the wall. And so, uh, you know, I'm in a large enough company that I could take on, a, like I said, a different style role. I could go into sales or I could do one of those, some other things. But, you know, technical sales kind of like what you used to do. But the question is, you know, do I really want to do that? And, you know, to the point that you've made with some of the other folks who are more earlier and getting more established is, you know, I have the cushion right now. So, if, uh, you know, if I wanted to make that leap, you know, this may not necessarily be a bad time to do it. Well, timing, there is a lot to, to be said for timing. I mean, I think if you're going to make a jump, make a change, you got to be prepared for it. And it sounds like you are. So sure. Do it. I mean, I can't, I don't know. I can't, you know, you're not miserable. You just feel like maybe you want to try something else. Well, that's a perfectly valid reason to do it. But, you know, you know, the devil you don't know versus the devil you know. Just keep that in mind, man. Exactly, exactly. And that's, that, that's one of the big ones. All right. Well, listen, I don't know what you – I don't know. I just don't know what to tell you. I'm a little worried about you, but uh, I don't know. You're going to no, call no, me back. I'm in the worried camp. Yeah. I, I didn't want to be in that. I know that you have two groups of people. I didn't want to be in that group. You're in the group <laughs> only because I feel like you don't, you don't know what, what you want to do. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. I don't have any advice for you. All right, well, great talking to you. Appreciate it. All right, bye. I feel bad. I couldn't I get I think you. that's the first time you've been stuck. I have nothing to say. I don't know what to tell him. I mean, he's, he sounds like he's content, and he wants me to tell him, yeah, go and run it. But he didn't. what he didn't say was, I have this dream. 
and I want to make better. The passion wasn't there. I want to make a better, you know, drinking glass than anybody's ever made before. And I have an idea to do it. And I'm going to go and do it. He's like, oh, maybe I'll find another job. So I, I just don't know. Like, I, that's the worst. The doldrums, you know? All right. Um, all right, I'll take a couple more calls. 240, he's been waiting an hour. He's in the chat room. This is the one in the chat room. How are you? Hello. Right, is this true marmalade? No, sorry. All right, yeah. that's all right. We'll you get to him. No, we're taking you. You've been on hold longer. This is Millsap. Been on hold longer. So what, what's up? What are you doing? We met. We met him. Yeah, I know. Millsap. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. Oh, thanks. You remember? Of course. Hattie. Well, Hattie um, remembers everybody, and I, I do. I wait for her to tell me if, if we've met, and she's like, "You met him on this day, and you talked about this." And I was, I was like, like, "He was I wearing did. the blue shirt." Right. And like, he was. He said his drink down three times. No. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, then I'll, I'll pretend to know you, just like I am now. So how's everything going? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I mean, I have a lot of things I could talk about, but I was seeing your potential topics, and I actually have a call from a place that just offered me an internship in about 45 minutes, so it's great timing. Um, Do you have to tell them in 45 uh, minutes, or you would have to start the job in 45 minutes? No, they're going to call me to talk about questions I had about their offer. Oh, I see. Okay, so how so, old, how old are you? I'm 31. Okay. Um, I'm single. I have I have some money saved up. I've been in grad school for like nine years. Um, nine years. So I'm switching gears now. Yeah. What what yeah. what graduate degree takes nine years? I'm curious. Well, none of them should. Um, I'm getting a PhD, but uh, I've been coasting for a while. So so there are many things about. Coasting, huh? About me that would not make you happy. <laughs> okay, but you're done with you. Did you finish a degree? Uh, not yet. Oh I'm come on! Up. Nine years <laughs> and you haven't finished this thing. What have you been doing in it's the not meantime? Like I've been working on it the whole time. I've been coasting. I haven't been working on it. Thir- um, okay, so you're 31 years old. You've spent nine years in school, and you're not done with it. And you're thinking about... Now you're just going to make me feel bad before I have to talk <laughs> to potential employers. Well, and that's not my goal. But are you going to finish it? Uh, yeah. How, you don't Let's sound convinced. Yes. How, how, much, how much is left for you? Like one credit or something? What do you have left? Nine years. Um, it, it's writing a, writing a dissertation. Um, so I have, I have more writing to do. Uh, Get right. You know, I, if I, yeah, if I got down to it, I could probably uh, hammer it out in a couple months or something. So wait a minute, two months, and you could have your postgraduate degree, and you're not doing yeah. it. Well, do that. Just do that. Well, I'm going to do that, but in the meantime, when um, because it's taking me so long, I'm I'm thinking I'll look for other jobs too because I don't necessarily want to get a job in that area right now. Um. When are you going to finish it? Uh, well, well, I'll have to see if I if I start working somewhere and it it you know takes away from um, the time I actually wasn't spending writing anyway. Then then I'll have to I'll have to decide later. I can't. I want you to finish the thing that you spent nine years doing. If you need money, then fine. You can. 
you know, take an internship or take a, take a job or something, but like finish a degree, man. Like that's, right, yeah. that's going to be mean, your so first, I don't want to hear about your internship. I want to hear about this thing you've been doing for nine years and you haven't well, finished. It's an internship, but it, it, it should turn into a permanent position. It's not. And um, then you know what? You're going to take the permanent position and you're not going to finish the thing you've been doing for nine years. Well, I haven't really been doing it for nine years. That's why it's taking nine years. Um, uh, I haven't actually, if I've been working on it for any significant chunk of the last three years, then I'd be, I would be done. Right. So, um, I feel like you're procrastinating. What do wait? What degree oh, yeah, is this? Yeah, yeah. What's the degree going to be? It's a, a PhD in philosophy. I mean, and you, you, all you have to write is some paper thesis. Uh, yeah, look, I should, I should be able to finish it um, fairly quickly. I've just had, uh, uh, you know, procrastination and writer's block problems, um, and I probably should have made a decision at least a year or two ago to either finish it or just stop. Um, but you did but make I a did decision. You made it, you made a decision to keep going with it. You already made that decision. Well, I made it. Well, think about sort it. Of, yeah. Think about it. You already did make, you already did make that decision. Think. <laughs> so I just, I really want you to. I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate the pep talk. Um, it's not a pep talk. I'm, I'm trying to get you uh, upset about this. Nine years you've been yeah, well, waiting around. You've got a, one paper to write. Just do that. I, I mean, good. Take the internship. Great. But finish writing this thing. What do you do? Wait. What else are you doing if you don't take the internship? What else are you doing? I want to help you out. Where are you? Are you here in Austin? No, I'm in L.A. I've been there. That's where we met him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I said, it's Millsap. And he said, it's Mills AP. And then I said, it's Millsap. I remember him now. <laughs> Dude, what are you doing out in LA? Not fi- Just finish. You get a PhD. Listen, nobody cares if you have your PhD in. Nobody's going to care about it. But the fact that you can walk up to somewhere and put PhD at the end of your name, people can call you doctor. But that's pretty darn cool. And you've been working on this and you've already got the time invested in this. Yeah. I want you to finish I mean, it, right. dude. Right finish it. it. What did he look like, okay. Addy? What did this guy look like? Well, he's obviously a turtle because uh, that's what his profile yeah. picture is in his uh, Yeah, what did he Twitter. look like? Oh, in... I, I, right. I have a beard. That'd be the most. Right. What color was it? Brown? If he's in philosophy, of course he has a beard. A brown beard. <laughs> <laughs> it is a requirement. So that he yeah. can stroke it and in think. parks too long philosophizing and you just forgot, you know, you have to write the paper about it. This guy, dude, (laughs) just finish your thing and then you've got a PhD and you're like a god with a PhD. You can write out prescriptions for people. (laughs) They won't know what kind of doctor you are. You just print up your own little thing. That's not, is that, that's legal, right? (laughs) I'm just saying, listen, you'd be able to do any, you can sit in any chair you want in the library with a PhD. (laughs) Some places will let you teach. You give talks. Talks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, if I got like the, the main reason to, to finish and then try to get a job using that particular degree and that uh, subject is to get 
jobs teaching, but those are hard to come by and you don't get to decide where you live. And there's, that's part of the reason it's unattractive to me now. Um, I have friends that have ended up in some crappy places working jobs they don't like. All right. What's the, what's your internship? What is it about? Um, you, wore, uh, you just finally wore me down. Tell me about your internship. <laughs> oh, no. um, it's for a software company that makes, it's going to sound really boring, um, a software company that makes point of sale systems. Um, and uh, so I don't have any IT skills, uh, but they're willing to give me a shot and, and train me up because I passed their aptitude tests or whatever. Um, and they have a, they're interested in hiring me, but they have like a, a three month sort of probationary period, which they're calling an internship, right? Uh, with the presumption of hiring full time after that. Um, and what I, what I was going to ask, uh, but this has been good too, uh, is, is what kinds of things should I be asking for or expecting? They told me that the pay is, $17 an hour, which I thought was ridiculously low. Um, stuff like that. Well, I mean, $17 an hour in, would that be 40 hours a week? I think so. Yeah. So it's a full, it's a full time internship. Yeah. And you don't you don't have skills in it, but they're going to train you. And what's the end goal for this? Where do you want to be in a year or two from this? Working at this company on point of sale systems. As yeah, it's the reason they're interested in hiring me, and the reason that I think it might actually be an interesting job, though I don't have the background, is that it's, it's essentially a problem solving um, thing, right? Like uh, I I teach logic and stuff like that, so it's it's sort of related to. Um, like some software stuff. And um, it, it seems like a good office to work in. The people I met were nice and everything. Um, and it would be Why a job, are you like doing it? Of- Why are you doing it? I mean, what's the goal? Jenna's goal in doing the internship well, was to get a full-time job in a uh, in, in an industry and, and a company within the industry that she wanted to be in. Is this the industry you want to be in? Um, I'm not sure because I don't have any experience in it. So that's, so you're just going to go give right? it a try as an intern. Uh, yeah. And you're going to do that while and you I, finish so, d- getting your PhD that you've been working nine years on. Yeah. Okay. That sounds but like I a good really, plan. I mean, again, I haven't been working. No, sorry. I said that sounds like a good plan. Okay. 17 bucks an hour uh, times 40 is 680 times, let's say you work 50 weeks a year, that's $34,000 a year in Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. How much, it, what is the average rent uh, that you would pay with four or five roommates in the two-bedroom apartment that you'll be getting? <laughs> I mean, actually, I just got I just uh, got a short-term lease for like 1100 for a one-bedroom, so... Um, so uh, ab- about about two two weeks of work, two weeks of your month will go toward paying for your rent. Yeah, and then the uh, another week, you'll be able to put that into the bank, and then the final week will pay for things like food and and entertainment for the month. Yeah, it's pretty tight living. 
Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I've been, I'm, I'm okay financially. Like, so again, the chat room's going to hate me, but, um, uh, okay. Like, listen, you, I, I, worth- here's what I want you to do. Go do the okay. internship, call it back, try it, see how it looks. But I want you to promise me that you're going to finish this, uh, dissertation that you're supposed to do or the, whatever. Okay. Promise me now on the air in front of our listeners that you will, you will finish your PhD. Promise it. I promise Dan Benjamin that I will finish my PhD within the next year. 12 months from today. Yeah. 12 months from today. Today is currently. Call it August 1st. Friday, August 1st. <laughs> sure. All right. August 1st next year, you get to call me back and tell me when you're done. All right. Okay. We'll right. be waiting. Okay. Bye. Well, what if I get done before that? Can well, I then, call yeah. Call, you can call whenever you want. <laughs> but as long as it's before August 1st. As long 1st. as it's before August 1st. Okay. Bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Just a little bell. <laughs> a quiet bell for him. For whom the bell tolls. For whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. All right. You ready? You ready to talk now? I just want to say, uh, long time listener. Yes. First time, first time caller. caller. A little bit nervous. What can I do for you, sir? You're in the chat room all the time, making I your am. marmalade. Um, well, thank you. Um, all right. It's a, it's a kind of a complicated story. We have two companies, company A and company B. Okay. Company A is CEO'd by the typical CEO type of person. Company yeah. B is CEO'd by a graphic designer. Um, the graphic designer CEO was doing the design work for company A and company B, and he was feeling stressed a little thin, so they brought me on board to sort of fill in. Okay. Um, I ended up taking over all of the graphic design work for company A. Uh, been about 90 days or so. Yeah. Um, there are all sorts of advertisements, catalogs, mm-hmm. product photography, all these sorts of things. Um, on Wednesday, end of the day, uh, boss calls me into the office, sits me down, and I had no no expectation that this was a you're fired, you know, play the sound clip sort of meeting. Um, he sits me down. And he says, uh, "We don't know how to manage you," which is confusing. You know, I had no had no hints that I was doing a bad job. You know, everything I'd turn in, they love. You know, all sorts of random social networking, Instagram, Facebook sort of designy posts they loved. And apparently, marketing doesn't know how to handle a graphic designer. They didn't know how to give me feedback on the things I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they'd give me assignments. I would do them. Maybe take a little longer, make it a little better. Um, but one of the lines he actually dropped is, um, you're too creative. Wow. <laughs> Which I, you know, I don't know how to take. Like, I figured that would be a plus. Um, so after that, so let me take the next two days off, or yesterday and today. Yeah. Um, yesterday, the graphic designer CEO of Company B calls me up, says, hey, um, I'm still interested in working with you. You know, told me to come in on Monday. So kind of fired from Company A. Company B is still interested. And I'm, I don't know, just, I'm trying to figure out what's, how to handle this. You know, yeah. what should my play be? Um, as far as money, I've, I've got money in the bank. I have freelance clients, you know, keep the money in. I'm set for, you know, three or four months or so. So I'm not struggling. Right. 
Well, it doesn't sound but, like, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like that company A situation is going to work for you at all. Right, Hattie? Sounds like a really right. bad environment for you to be in. Yeah, like, I would just write that off. You're done. Don't, don't, don't yeah. worry about that. Don't think about like, it. Don't if it use gave it as you, leverage. Just, you're done. If it gave you a weird feeling, like you said, when they said that to you, I think that that's a follow your gut situation. Like, whoa, they don't right. too creative. <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah. It, it was like <laughs> I, I honestly laughed, and then you know the CEO laughed as well. He's like, "Look, we we don't know how to handle a designer, because because none of them at that company were designers. I was the only person doing that sort of thing." And this, but the second but company then, is uh, is a creative place for you, and they sought you out, and they sought you out. Yes, and I. But uh, another. That sounds like a win to me. Yeah, but another interesting aspect of this is, you know, before I was brought on board the designer for company B, the CEO guy, was handling the design work for company A. And at the end of my meeting with company A, it was like, yeah, we're, we're probably going to see if we can get, you know, we'll, we'll call him Steve. Um, we're going to see if we can get Steve to handle some of the design work again. And when I talked with Steve uh, yesterday, you know, we had a little chat. Him and I are still good friends because we're designers. We get each other. And he was like, look, if company A comes back to me for handling their design work, I'm going to double my rate. Because he brought me on to take care of all that stuff he didn't want to take care of. So if, if I go back, you know, like I go into company B on Monday and turns out the company A wants him to do their design work, I might end up doing the design work for company A again, just under the, the like hidden situation of working for company B. That's kind of a sticking it to the man situation I, that I like. <laughs> I well, think that's and, and perfect. Also, and then you'll be in yeah, a, you'll be in a company like, where your creativity will be appreciated, and uh, you, you'll still get to do the kind of work that you want. It's a win win, dude. Who cares? Uh, yeah, company and, B knows like, that you my, were working there, so you're good. Yeah, and, and like my freelance design rates are more than I was getting paid at this you know forty hour a week job, which I, I you know I was okay with. Like yes, they give me forty hours a week. I'll take seventeen an hour. Yeah, but I'm thinking if now I go back and they want. You know, they said maybe we'll take one on a per project basis. I didn't mention this, but my you know per project rate is significantly higher than what they were paying me. And I don't know if that's something I should bring up when I go on a Monday or I, yeah, of, bring it know. up. Of course, don't bring it up as an ultimatum, but just say, "Listen, this is something I was thinking yeah. about," and you know, Dan told me to mention it, <laughs> and uh, Dan sent me. Dan sent me seven, eight. <laughs> And, uh, and they'll, they'll, you know, say, listen to, you know, by the way, here's the situation. I just wanted to tell you about it. I don't have any expectations. I'm just, let's talk about it. Like bring it up because if you don't bring it up, you're always wonder about it or you all, you, maybe you'll feel cheated. Maybe you'll feel resentful. Maybe they won't know you bring it up. You're in the clear, bring it up, Right. talk about it. Say like, you know, Hey, clear uh, I want to tell you about this thing. And this is just, and, and their response will probably be, well, of course that makes sense. Maybe we can work something out there or, well, you know. That's not how it's going to be here, but at least you brought it up and bring it. Don't bring it up as like, oh, listen, I'm, uh, you know, I make a lot more. Of no, yeah. just talk to him about it. Like you're talking to me about it and say, look, this is a thing, you know, and like wow. stated as a fact. It's yeah. not a persuasion or anything. Right. It's, just, it's a don't, fact. It's, yeah, you're not you have a higher rate and that's, you know, yeah. and that's different from where you're how, how do we handle that? And they'll probably say, well, you, you know, that doesn't matter. You'll work here and, and you'll get paid what you get paid. And that's, that's all I can offer you. And, and, and it will have been said and you can either choose to do it or choose not to do it. And I, if I were you, I would choose to do it. 
do you think it's it's it'd be a good idea a good excuse me a good idea to maybe not be as creative it's a hard way to explain it but kind of follow their guidelines more like to the letter rather than go above and beyond what they're suggesting but I, I think that might be one of the problems so maybe I took a little longer for a project because I wanted it to be you know a, a couple steps better than what they were expecting do you think that's a fault of mine or you know, maybe in their eyes it, it's a fault oh uh, you'll never know what they think really you just got to go in there and do the, seriously, you'll never know. Uh, you just got to go and, and do the best work that you could do and try to make the most money doing it and be honest and upfront with them about it. And, and do your best work. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's it. That's the only thing. That's the only deal you have to have with yourself is that you're going to do the best work you can do. That's going to be your deal. Sorry. I mean, it, that's it. I'm not worried about you though. You think you're going to yeah. be fine. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, call me back in a couple of weeks. Let um, me know what, what you decided to do. I got to let you go. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Thank right, you call us uh, back. very much for having me. All right. Take care. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. There's one more That's call. A, there's so many strange conversation. I mean, conversation situations that come up yeah. that could possibly come up in a business yeah. and, you know, having to do with, they just hired me. They just fired me. They just did this. Yeah. They they told me that the whole building is getting fired today. You know, like there's yeah. so many things that I don't think that anyone really prepares for in their job. Mm-hmm. Five five oh two. What are you doing? Hey Dan, hey. I uh, love the show. Long time listener, first time caller. Thanks. I uh, I emailed you guys. I don't know. It's been a few months now or something. Okay. I uh, I quit. I finally did it. It's uh. It's a quit belt. <laughs> it took me a bit of gusto. I've uh, I've got a, a wife and kid and things to support, but um, I lined up enough to make it happen. This is my first week doing so, and I'm really enjoying it. And I just wanted to say thank you uh, for the encouragement. Well, so not, tell even me, even if not directly, just sort of in a, a philosophical sense. <laughs> why did you Why did you quit? Uh, a lot of reasons. I've been wanting to work on my own for a long time. I'm I've I've been building web stuff since I was in middle school and longer than I've been sort of in employment in the real world. Mm. I've been just sort of working for myself, lining up my own, my own projects and my own freelance stuff. And I've just had that going for a while, Um, which is kind of an intimidating prospect when you need to enter like doing it 40 hours a week and like, you know, crap, can I pay rent? And you know, other, other long story short of it is I got a a lucrative job opportunity out of school that sort of led me astray from that. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Back to it and, and happy to be doing it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, really you've, you've done it. You've made a change. You've gotten out of there. And now you're doing your own thing. Do you have a partner? Do you have a mentor? Are you doing it with other folks or just you? Just me so far. How long um, have you been doing had, this? Uh, well, technically full time only a week uh, in a more part time capacity several years now. Um, it, it got to a point where I had to, to work a lot of weekends to, to sort of do freelance stuff to help pay the bills more and, um, wasn't really getting, you know, as much money basically out of my full-time job as I wanted. Right. There were some other things too, but, um, yeah, so it, it, it took a lot of sweat. It took a lot of, you know, kind of coordination and lining it all up, but, um, yeah, it, it worked. It's doable. It's, it's an intimidating thing. It's, you know, a, a big prospect. It's daunting, but um, yeah, people have done it before. So <laughs> anybody that's thinking about it, like 
if you've got that bug in you, like, you know, chase it, you know, <laughs> know what you like and, and get after it. And you know what? You're in a situation that is probably, you know, the, the situation that many people in the audience would love to be in. And that is you do have the flexibility and, and the ability to make this change and to try it out. And you know what? You may love it. And this may be the best thing that you've ever done, or you may find out that you don't like it, you know, but it's so important to, like you say, to try something like that uh, and see if it is something that you like when the opportunity presents itself. So um, that's great. I'm really proud of you for doing it. And uh, maybe you can check back in with us and let us know how it went after, a, you know, like, like a few weeks or a few months and let us know, like, is it still going? Are you still happy? That kind of thing. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, I'll follow up. Appreciate it. Well, thanks very much for the call and good luck to you. Congratulations. Okay. Thanks, Dan. All right. Take care of yourself. Thanks. Bye. So that's good. A happy, a happy quitting story. Oh, that's always good. A happy quit. Happy quit. Well, if you would like to share your happy or sad uh, quit stories with us, you can do that by going to 5by5.tv slash contact. Pick quit from that list and send an email by typing in that little form and make sure to check the box that lets me know if you want it read on the air. Hattie, next week I want to do an all-email show. All-email, I'm ready. Unless Leo Laporte's available. Either. He'll probably need a, more than a week notice. <laughs> hey, can you jump on next week? Yeah. Who knows? Leo Laporte or all-email. Yeah. Got it. I've got a lot of emails banked. We can talk about those, all those. Those emails are good because they're, they're lengthy and people get to prepare what they want to yeah, say. Yeah, they which edit I, them. They like that. Yeah. They edit them. No, They're never nervous. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Dan Benjamin on Twitter. You can go to 5by5.tv slash quit slash 33 to see this episode and download it or do whatever you want with it. There's a little newsletter there. The new newsletter is coming out. We're just traveling so much, but we've got one, a big one, ready to go out today or tomorrow. So sign up for that if you want, and that also helps support the show. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Igloo. Go check them out, igloosoftware.com slash quit. Uh, Jenna, thank you so much for being here, especially at the top of the show. It was great to have you here as a guest in the studio. You're always welcome here in the studio. Thank you. I had a really good time. It was nice to have you here. And of course, yeah. Hattie, uh, my uh, account manager, producer, always uh, joining for a variety of shows like The Frequency. It's a show we do most Mondays. It's uh, <laughs> Most Mondays? Most Mondays. Every Monday except for this week. Right. And last. And it's a lot of fun. Really? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> That's a fun show where we talk about the news and all that kind of thing. Weird news. Weird news. Sometimes the real news. And uh, you can follow Hattie, by the way. She's on Twitter, Hattie Bird, H-A-D-D-I-E, Bird, on Twitter. Hattie on Alpha. Yeah. Jenna, can we say, you want to remain anonymous, so we're not saying you. You'll figure it out. <laughs> you'll yeah. figure, if you're smart, you'll figure it out. Yeah, if you're smart, you'll figure it out. You'll find out <laughs> how to follow. Uh, so that's that's it. Dan Benjamin on Twitter. 5by5.tv says quit. Thanks very much for listening, and we will be back. Next week, maybe with your emails, maybe with your calls. Maybe with Leo Maybe Laporte. with Leo Laporte, if he says yes. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but thanks, everybody. We will talk to you soon.